This presentation is from Design Leadership 2020. Our next presenter today, uh, I mentioned her earlier, Mags Hanley. Um, we are always delighted to have Mags join us. Um, she brings an, a, a, a real depth of experience from um, three different continents to her work. Um, and we're very excited to have her talk to us today. Mags, welcome. Over to you. Thanks, Steve. Thanks, Annabelle, for all the work that you've done to put UX Australia on and design leadership online. So what I want you to do is I want you to start to imagine or maybe even remember this. And remember when you had a team member who'd come up to your desk and say, I want to talk to you. You go, okay, all right, that's always dreadful. And they come in and they say, I don't think I'm challenged. I think, I think I want to lead. And you sit there and go, but what does leading mean? It could mean so much. When I think about my job as a manager and as a career coach, what I do is try and work out what the next steps are, where we should be going and what they really are good at. So today I'm going to focus on providing you with five ways to help people understand what they want to do when it comes to leading and how you can help them get there. In some ways, this builds on the sorts of things that Zoe was just talking about when it comes to people moving around and actually a growth mindset. And this is for you, a framework and some steps for you to actually help them get to that point. So in the chat box, what do you do when this happens. So what I'd like to do is actually go through the first, the five steps. I want you to understand what more means to this person. I'd like you to work through and determine which role is best for each person right now. So building on the sorts of things that Zoe was talking about when it came to her students. Find the right place or the project for them to grow. Change your organisational structure to support growth of your team. And you teach them the skills to grow. So there are two things that I want to focus on before we move any further. One is what I consider the three career paths for UXs. The first one is as a practitioner or as the Americans say, an individual contributor where the focus is on practicing strategy and doing design. And here's the difference in a product or service organization. And we're talking about progression from here is a junior right through to a principal. We then have a managerial track where the focus is threefold, developing people, developing practice, and making sure that the organization meets the business goals and then as a consultant. And they also could focus on practice doing, but the difference is instead of being a permanent member of a product or service organization, they are providing expert skills into organizations. So they're going in, bringing their expert skills in for a finite amount of time to achieve a specific thing and coming out. And when we look at these types of roles, we're talking about people from freelancers right through to a thought leader. 
And then what we have is the cornerstones of UX work. I always think about there's three things that we need to be able to do when it comes to being a UX professional or a design professional. We need to be able to do our technical work. And when I mean technical, I don't necessarily mean going in and coding. What I mean is being able to do content strategy, running workshops, being able to design and to prototype. When it comes to business skills, these skills are the ones that you develop over time. And it is knowing how to scope a project, being able to manage yourself and manage others within a work stream, managing and growing people. And lastly, we have the people aspect, which is more of how do you develop a person? How do you work with others? And how do you actually develop the organisation? So when I think about the first question, I want to be more, I want to lead, the aim is for you to actually start and pull out all of those elements and try and get more autonomy, the one that I hear a lot, create strategy, more experience, product management. And I have questions for you, and I won't go through all these questions in detail, but the questions are focused on many different areas. So, and my internet died. So I'm gonna go back. So back into this, here are the questions that you need to start. You need to be starting to ask them more things like more about people management, more project leadership, more strategic work, more autonomy, more experience. And my rule of thumb when it comes to this is for you to start to sit there and go, look at these different questions and identify which of these sorts of tracks seem to come out. And the aim is to put these answers, use these answers to work out the UX career path that will suit them the best. Plus, you know these people. So what does their personality and the way they work demonstrate? But also, aim is for you to experiment. So in the next step, and this I think works very well into what Zoe was talking about, where we were talking about six months, two years, 10 years, and I have to admit from myself, 10 years is actually a very hard way for all of us to think about, is to start to help them identify what's best right now. Because right now, maybe even six months time frame, actually helps them to experiment, do some things and work out if it actually is the right way. So the way I think about it is a career vision. And these are actually slightly more mothership. I want to be able to do, I want this. And it doesn't necessarily mean it's a concrete direction. And as I said previously, there are many directions a person can go. And so your job is to help them actually explore what each of these could be. What each manager, consultant or practitioner career path could look like based on their vision. And then for the next six months, what could take them down that path for them to see if it actually works for them? What I want you to say is, 
let's find opportunities in the business that can help you move towards being. People can see you want to keep them and help them move forward. Don't say, stay where you are for six months and then we'll consider your options. People can see through that. They know that nothing will happen. It's stalling. And I've had a number of organisations where that was what kept coming back to me. Stay, we like, where you, we like you where you are. Maybe we'll review this in six months. So I've got a couple of examples here of what a, career, a goal or a career vision could look like. And when you look at each of the different directions, what they could be. So if I sat here and talked about someone who is, um, who wants to develop and grow people in UX, teach and communicate, and um, UX and develop a practice of service design. So for example, um, we could actually say, I wanna be a teacher and or at, at GA or at a university. And so for you to move forward, we could be sit there and talking about teaching and juniors in your organization or teaching, teaching external workshop. The next one could be a manager, a director of CX, UX at a, a bank or retailer. You're still doing the service design, you're teaching and growing people. And so your first step would be line responsibility or teaching service design in the business. So suddenly you're actually working more with the business and less uh, move, working down um, just on products. And the last one could be thinking about yourself as a thought leader in service design and coaching people. And so you'd be teaching service design to the business as well. Then we have working on many and varied products uh, projects and developing tools for lead, doing content strategy or leading projects. And in here, there's three different directions as well. Maybe an independent content strategy consultant or a specialist in your organisation or maybe an author of a book. And when you look at these, we have some very common ones. Ensure your content strategy work in your organisation is world class because how can you consult or write if you don't have that? But the second one is how do you create a specialism perhaps in your own projects at work so that you can start to use that specialism within the project? And step three is finding the right place to grow in the organisation. And what you want to be able to do is to actually move, find a plan to move them towards the right direction. And if you have no opportunities, consider working with them to find the organisation or in another one. And it's okay to suggest that your organisation does not have the opportunities for growth and to help them find somewhere else that works. I have a memory of a guy I was working with at the BBC who turned to me and said, I'm never going to be able to move up unless the person I work with dies. And I just looked at him and he went, you know that. And I went, yes, this other person you work with will always be in this organisation for as long as he can be. So what we're going to do is make sure that you are as, your, your strengths are as good as they can be 
and help you find that place which will allow you to grow. And you can work through all of the different skills that you can do to grow and um, develop your skills. The other thing is to start to think about changing your own team. And I think this works a little bit. I'm trying to connect together what Zoe was talking about when she said with foolproof and people moving back and forth and changing between groups. Think about how you can change what your organisation is and the way that your group develops to support these people growing. So if you're looking at practitioners and most of us, when we look at smaller teams of practitioners, what we're focusing on is a junior midweight senior and a senior is someone who will be doing, doing the work and there you go. And starting to sit there and say, well, what about a specialist? What about someone who's a lead or a principal? And they have different responsibilities. They're still doing the work, but you are doing a lot less management of them and they are taking on more of this work and growing perhaps a business or growing the speciality within the organisation. You can start looking at a managerial with perhaps team leaders and team leaders usually would be managing maybe four and usually they are still practitioners or you're talking about coaching or budding. So people who are beginning to actually learn how to manage others. And you work, when you talk about consultants, we're looking at practice leads or work stream leads. And this is the element for me, this last one, which is to teach them to grow. I was incredibly lucky at a first, at a, a very early stage of my career when I moved to the US of working with Samantha Bailey. And Sam basically sat down and said, no one can teach you how to do allocation by doing a, a, a course. You actually have to be mentored and shown. So she spent a lot of time sitting there and showing me how she made the decisions to allocate people into projects, working on how they would work together the skill set that was required, uh, temperament. Did they have enough technical skill to be able to take the role? Did we need to, did she need to provide more support and more mentoring of them? So you need to sit there and say, if I want to develop this, teach them how to grow. I need to work on their development skills of people and business and technology. So you need to provide these examples of strategy and business cases, OKRs and KPIs, start talking analytics and measurement, both quantitative and qualitative. Show them how you scope projects and write proposals. You need to start to mentor them in people skills. So model behaviours with your team and talk to them afterwards, talk to the, the people who want to lead about how you did that. Get them to shadow you doing allocation. Show them how to effectively set expectations. When it comes to the technical and practice development, show them how to codify. Because codifying the practice means that you spent a lot less time teaching someone how to perform a content audit and a lot more time actually understanding how that content audit will help the customer um, meet their needs or help the organization 
organisation created and implement a new CMS. You're not sitting there developing the new skills all the time or getting them to look online. Focus on how you can give good feedback, whether it's reviewing work and critique or helping people to grow. And then get them to teach a skill to more junior members. If they are senior, they should have skills that they can transfer to other members. So wrap up. Here are the five things. I want you to understand what more means to this person. Ask them the right questions. Determine which role is best for each person right now to help them identify their potential ways forward. Help them to identify their career vision and possible directions. Find the right place or project for them to grow. So create a plan for the next six months to get them on a direction. It can always change. Change your organisational structure to support the growth of your team and consider changing your group to provide growth opportunities or help them find others and teach them the skills to grow. As a leader, teach them the skills by showing and mentoring. Thank you. Thanks very much, Max. That was wonderful as always.